Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard. Welcome to the Christmas episode of the Life is Hard podcast. And it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. No, not yet. No, no, no. Introducing not, well, this. Uh, this is a special week because we have a new and improved SARS-CoV-2 virus. It's seventy percent more efficient at transmission. Oh, and we have an updated relief package that's 50% leaner than the previous one. Yeah. We've got the second version of the virus. Actually. That's that's twice as potent. Yeah, yeah. We have the second version of the stimulus package that's half as potent. Well, let's say lean. Lean sounds... I'm trying to put a positive spin on this. It's lean. It's not not impotent. It's just... (laughs) It's not as fatty. (laughs) But but this just in, Trump is it's now semi, saying it's semi erect. Yeah, Trump is now saying he doesn't want to sign it until they increase the uh, checks to people. You know, this brings up a good. I'm interested to hear you weigh in on this, right? Because there's a couple of ways to look at it. You could look at it like, you know, what an idiot Trump is being again. He's going to destroy the whole thing because now they're not going to pass it or whatever. But in my opinion, this right. time. Congress is being the assholes here, right? Like they're being stingy with the purse strings. They're throwing all kinds of junk in this package that doesn't need to be in there. And they're not helping out the people, right? Help the people, give them the money. And Trump, in my opinion, is standing up for the people going, no, these people need help. Give them 2000 bucks. And they're going, no, no, no. You're going to destroy the whole thing. Now it's not going to pass. Right, right. But a a $600 payment, is is kind of a joke, really. It's and and that's the, what I'm saying. And the bill is over 5,500 pages full of bullshit that shouldn't even be in there. It's it's an omnibus spending bill. It's just huge. It's 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 so confusing. There's probably not one person on the planet that knows everything that's in it. So isn't it bizarre that we've gone all this time and now finally at the end he's trying to do something right and the yeah. Republicans won't let him? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I. I Trump is in a state of disaster right now, so I have no idea what's going on. He might be trying to stop the bill. He might just be like, I don't want to sign a check for $600. It's got to be 2000 because I don't do anything small. You know, you never know. Exactly. I am the best. Yeah. I will write the best checks with the best amounts. But I will say, Toomey's, I don't know if you heard about Toomey's complaint. He wanted to get in there and say that the Fed couldn't loan money they had to clear out the 300 million or whatever they had left over from the last one and we couldn't they couldn't repeat he had a bunch of restrictions on the fed because apparently his buddies are all bankers and if the fed can loan money at low interest rates then his banker friends can't get rich who's Toomey? uh he's uh, pat Toomey. he's a republican from pennsylvania oh but he insisted on putting language in the bill that would restrict the fed from loaning uh, any uh, money to to like community to, to to municipalities and states and things like that because he wants them to have to go to high interest right banks. right don't help anybody exactly because don't we, do that because apparently he's got really good friends in like J P Morgan and some of the other banks there's there's only a small cluster of banks that actually do those municipal loans so. Because I've got friends exactly. in my places. <laughs> so I have a rant I have to get out of the way. I just happened to be listening to the news today, and they were interviewing uh, this uh, this American Indian elder 
Native American Indian elder who, um, I don't know, I said Indian, Native American elder who is talking about Biden's nomination of uh, Deb Holland for, for Secretary of the Interior, who happens to be an indigenous person. And um, the guy opens with... Uh, Aren't we all? Well, kind of. yeah, I guess now. But, <laughs> um, but, but, he, but he opens, they asked him how he felt about this appointment, if he felt like this was going to be of any advantage to you know, Native Americans. And, and, and the guy starts in with this thing about the alignment of Jupiter and Saturn and that the sun is at its lowest point and we have to wait to, the sun is he says the sun is paused at its lowest point and we have to wait to see if it starts coming back up because that will be the indicator of something and i just i just i just walked out i was i was heading out the door <laughs> to get my mail and i said that's it i i i'm like seriously okay so so there's so much incorrect about this thing i mean he might as well be saying the earth is flat because uh First, the statement's only correct for half of the planet. And not even that, because uh, first of all, if you're in the southern hemisphere, you are now having the longest day, and the sun is at its highest point. Okay, right. And if you happen to be around the equator, it, the sun actually swings back and forth over the top of you. It never it never really, there is no, like, like winter, it's, it's to your left, and summer, it's to your right. Right, it never really. It's just it's a completely different effect when you're at the equator, but this is all because, in case anybody doesn't understand this concept, is that we are on a sphere that is spinning on an axis that is tilted twelve and a half degrees, and it is it really twelve and a half? I thought it was twenty three. No, I think it's twelve and a half. But it well, ends you're, up being you're probably right. I don't know. It, well, it goes both ways, right? So you well, actually, yeah, it kind of wobbles, doesn't it? Well, that's not my point. My point is that you'll be 12.5% away or 12.5% toward, so it ends up being 23 degrees total change. Oh, maybe that's right. what I thought. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's, so, so it's tilted 12.5 degrees, but what happens is we're also, at the same time that we're spinning, we're going around the sun, and it takes us about 24 hours to spin one rotation, but it takes us about 365 days to make a complete trip around the sun. Well, in the process of making that trip, um, on one side of the sun, the Earth, the tilt happens to be such that the sun is is uh, is exposing more of the southern hemisphere, and then the other side, the sun's exposing the northern hemisphere. And that's why we have the seasons. But anyway, it's it's just for him to say like we don't know if the suns are coming back up. Like yeah, the stop suns, the Earth is going to suddenly stop rotating around the sun. Is that what you're saying? Anyways, it's just just kills me. But I mean, with all due respect, I have, you know, the greatest, I, I think, you know, we des- we need to give deference to Native American people. We've definitely abused them in the past. And, and but I, there's some of that stuff. I'm just like, oh, God. Anyway. But if Native Americans are going to be wrong about science, then fuck them. Well, no, I just want, I just can't, <laughs> I have no tolerance for these I mean, what would you call that? Is it a superstition? Is it just a misguided belief? Is it what is it? I because it's not based in reality. Mysticism. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just I mean, I'm willing to give people their religion, but just cut the crap. Like I the the sun is we understand why this sun if you're in again, this is strictly the northern hemisphere. This, if you're in the southern hemisphere, it's the opposite. So don't give this like the sun has not gone away. If you want to see it, go to Australia. You'll find it's still there. Uh, but, but anyway, the, the point I'm trying to get at is that we know how all this works. We, th- at some point, you just have to say, look, 
we used to believe this 3,000 years ago, but now we know, you know, we don't need those things. Anyway, but that's, that's my rant. So what does the sun rising in the sky again have anything to do with how good of a, what is she? What appointment, what cabinet spot did she get? Oh, oh, um, I don't know. I walked out. I, it's it's Deb Deb Holland and she's Secretary of the Interior, which is usually Secretary of the Interior. Yeah, yeah. So what does that have to do with how good of a Secretary of Interior I have she'll be? No idea, and and whether or not that's going to be. I would think having an Indigenous person in that position will be helpful, since that's the position. Unless they need science. Well, <laughs> and, and she, <laughs> she uh, subscribes to this guy's philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Then we could be screwed, huh? I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, fortunately, it wasn't her that was talking. It was somebody else. I'm hoping. I don't know what the Department of the Interior does. Oh, they're the ones that are responsible for um, how the like, like the curtains in the White House. No, <laughs> Interior being being the um, the the federal lands. The um, you know, the BLM lands, the all the stuff that we keep taking away from the Indians. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, so oh, it makes sense again. That, sorry about the word Indians. I just I grew up with that word. It's like, but it but it makes brain. sense. She's Native American then because she's helped protecting the reservations. That's and, exactly right. She will be at the head of the department that basically keeps destroying or leasing or encroaching on or restricting or whatever the, the reservations. Yeah. So hopefully it'll help. I mean, it could be a good thing. This is, she's the first uh, of her kind um, to be in that position. So, Oh, I, I laughed at a tweet today. I saw a tweet that said, uh, my girl and I decided never to go to sleep angry at each other. We've been awake since Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the interwebs are going crazy right now about this. Well, I might be a little late on this one because it was a couple days ago. But, but let it snow, let it snow, let it yeah. snow. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> it's a Christmas episode. But this is this is about Congress getting vaccines. So people are like, why should they get a vaccine before some poor healthcare worker gets it? And I have mixed feelings about this. There's two ways of looking at this. One way is they shouldn't get it before or people that really deserve it, right? But the other right. way is that we have people that are hesitant to get it. And if Congress says, I ain't getting that vaccine, you know, you guys go right. first, right? Right. <laughs> that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a bad thing, right? We want the president and the vice president and, and McConnell and all these people to say, yeah, I'm getting it. That way, at least we can maybe get more people to get on board. I mean, that's, that's how I see it. And the other side of that, or, or the other part of that argument is there aren't really that many of them. I mean, you can get all bent out of shape about Congress getting a vaccine, but a few hundred people is not a big deal. We're talking about millions and millions of people that need to be vaccinated, and this is not going to put a dent in that process. So, And I, I guess it depends on where you're biased to begin with, right? Because if you really feel like this vaccine is a cure, you're like, oh, those assholes are taking it first. They think they're more important. But if you're on the side that's really skeptical, maybe right. like, I don't know. Exactly. You would be like, you know, let them take it first. Y- yeah, like, like if you went over to somebody's if you went over to somebody's yeah. house for dinner and they were somebody that you knew didn't really like you and they put food on the table and you're and and you're like, Are you gonna eat? And they're like, No, no, I'll eat after you do. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> You'd be like, Um, why don't you join me? You can eat 
with me. You know, it's okay. You go ahead, take the first bite. You know, um, right, right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so interesting, fun fact here, because I totally coincidentally happened to be uh, googling this on Wikipedia or whatever, but the word vaccine, which by the way, started out as an investigation into if there was any correlation between the word vacuum and vacation. <laughs> there you go. That's an interesting. And, and, and there is, but anyway, but vaccine apparently is not related, even though it starts with vac, but it comes from vaca, which means cow because uh, cowpox. So when they were curing cowpox, they oh. had a vaccine and it developed from the word for cow because of the cowpox, uh, which was vodka and it is now vaccine. So, so there you go. Extrapolating from that, that means my vacuum cleaner is actually a cow a with four stomachs. Cow clean. Yeah. Cow cleaner. No, huh? the, no, the vacuum doesn't relate to oh, the vaccine, okay. but vacuum does relate to vacation. In the sense that you're clearing stuff out. It means Oh, empty. yeah, because vacuum is, yeah, right. A vacuum, yeah, we got to go back to the whole vacuum thing. Space, space is a right. vacuum, yeah. Right, right. it's empty. And, and so to leave something empty is to vacate. And hence mm. vacation is when you leave your home empty, basically. Well, since we're on V-words... I uh, <laughs> well, hey, I was the uh, words. I was vindicated by science. Oh, that V word. Okay. Yes, vindicated by science yet again. Okay, so oh, I just want to point out, give you the background here. Guy. Every winter, I always sleep more, and I and people, you know, of course, yeah. And when people will, if if anybody says anything, or if I'm feeling self conscious about it, I'll defend myself and say, "Well, we're supposed to hibernate in the winter, right? It saves energy. You know, I can leave the thermostat down a little more because I'm curled up in a warm bed and I don't have to eat as much because I don't need as many calories, right? Well, it yeah, turns well, out you're also probably less active, and the nighttime is longer, right? And I'm happier because I'm dreaming instead of having to deal with. The <laughs> well, you shouldn't be happier. You're supposed to have the winter blues. Oh uh, well. I'm always happier if I'm sleeping. So <laughs> anyway, science has found evidence to suggest that the um, some early hominids, as in our ancestors way back, uh, actually did hibernate during harsh winters. They would find a cave to curl up in like cave bears. Sweet. Yeah. So, I, so those are the ones that you descend from. Exactly. I, They're in your it's, ancestry. It's have in you my genes. Like a, well, they, yeah, have you done 23andMe or something to figure that out? No, but they said that we may actually have the gene for hibernation. They didn't think we did. They didn't think we could hibernate. Because hibernating requires that your body go into certain stasis or something. It's a special state, right? It's not just like sleeping. Yeah. Um, well, hey, maybe that's what COVID's here to teach us. That like, look... This disease is going to be around for a while. Just sleep through it. Everything's shut down anyway. Actually, there might be something to be said for that. Because if we have to isolate and everybody hibernated. There you go. Of course, I don't know if when you wake up, you'd still have COVID and you'd be off giving it to people. And I don't, who knows? 
Um, well, I mean, you wouldn't be able to transmit it amongst people. Like if, if everybody really like every literal last person sequestered somewhere and hibernated for, for a few a good, weeks. Yeah. You don't have to do it for a few weeks. You don't have to do it all winter. Right. You wouldn't be contagious when you wake up. Well, the question is, like, would the virus also like hibernate? That's the question. Like, would it be like, oh, well, I'll just oh, wait I for him to wake up at. and then we'll go active again. I don't know. Uh, I'm just well, you know, that. If you need if, some scientific research, right if your there. body did fight off the virus while you were sleeping, though, that would be great because then you'd wake up either either you die or you, or you don't wake up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You either die you or wake you up, wake up. You're good. You wake up healthy. So that was our cue, right? Uh, jingle bell. Oh, that's the cue. Oh, uh, I'm starting the wrong song then. Do you know Dasher and Dancer, Prancer and Vixen, Comet, yes. Cupid? In honor of the Christmas Donner episode, we're going to talk about the horrors of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> what do you recall? The most famous reindeer movie. I want to point out before we start that this is from page 88 of the Atlantic, December 2020 edition, just so nobody thinks this is an original idea that I had. But it was funny when I read it. Nobody ever thinks any of your ideas are original. Don't worry. Okay. I'm glad to hear that because I always feel guilty when I finish the podcast and I think, did somebody think I was saying something original? Hibernating to cure uh, coronavirus. That could be original. That that's pretty cool. But that was your idea, not mine. Well, you you kind of picked it up and ran with it, so we'll we'll take dual credit for that. We'll take podcast credit for that. We solved it right on the air, right here. Now you know what you have to do. Forget the masks. Forget the six feet apart. Just take a long nap. Just go to bed. You know, I'm all for, for four that. four weeks. I am totally okay with that. <laughs> that would be awesome right now. <laughs> yeah, because in four be weeks, it'll we'll have more daylight. It'll be, well, it won't be warming exactly. up. Exactly. It won't well, be warming up. February is not, for, February is actually the coldest month in the Northern Hemisphere. I don't know if we'll have more daylight. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so let's get back to Rudolph before we run out of time here. So it turns out that the guy who wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had just lost his wife to cancer. Which You're talking about the movie. The story, yeah. Right. Well, it was a song first, or are you talking about the song? Um, I'm not sure which. You're sure the song came first? I'm fairly certain. Are you saying I'm that talking the about little... the movie. I'm talking about the, the animation, the animated right. movie. Right. Well, that, that came out in like the 80s or something, didn't it? I, I'm not saying what I can, I don't have these in my notes. I only have notes about what kind of... I'm just of, saying the song had to come first. I don't go know. Ahead. Go ahead. I, We're talking about the movie. If though. the song the came first, the, the song came first. I have no idea. Don't ask me. I, the song could have been out before I was born, for all I know. Uh, anyway, so the, yes, this is about the movie, and the guy who wrote this, the story had just lost his wife to cancer. So he was... Apparently a little depressed and and it's a little rough. So poor Rudolph is born, right? And he's got the red nose and his father immediately rejects him. Decides this can't be his son. It's got to be a freak because he's a freak. Yep. And he, and when the kid gets older, his father tries to cover, he he covers it with mud first. And then eventually he gives him a plastic cover that Rudolph hates to wear because it's uncomfortable and, and Rudolph gets picked on by everybody. He gets ostracized, you know, and eventually, you know, just runs away. And then there's the um, 
they, they mentioned Santa Santa runs a non-union sweatshop for unhappy elves because <laughs> you've got the elf that wants to be a dentist, right? And they make fun of him, and uh, you know you can't be a dentist. Elves aren't dentists, you know. Anyway, they're they're yeah. So um, Santa even said that Rudolph had had better outgrow his nose problem if he's ever going to be on the sled team. So even Santa rejected Rudolph. Santa's supposed to be the good guy, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's against the, uh, whatever that law is, anti-discrimination law. Yeah, I don't know, you know if it says anything about glowing noses, though. I mean, I know it includes, like, sexuality and gender and, and race and stuff, but I think well, if you have a red nose that lights up in the dark, you might be on your own. Apparently, Santa agrees with you. Well... And that's sad because Santa's supposed like well until Mel Gibson played Santa is supposed to be the good guy. So anyway, the elf foreman uh, I've already mentioned that one. He's the guy who makes fun of Hermie, who's the guy who wants to be a dentist. He mimics him in a sissy voice. It's like one of those you know like you're a faggot kind of things, right? And uh, and then of course the other one that I really loved was the uh, island uh, uh, for unwanted toys, right? Misfit toys, yeah. yeah, misfit toys. So they send all the toys, and there was a. There was a doll that had psychiatric problems. You just so she was like had a mental health <laughs> issue, and <then laughs> she becomes a misfit toy. So, like, oh, uh, we're gonna have the uh, the the woke police. Oh, shutting shutting down the viewings of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I could see it now. I, well, I mean, when you start looking at it from this perspective, it's really pretty pretty dark. I mean, you know, Rudolph almost dies, and his—I'm trying to think—what his parents were like ready to sacrifice him. His girlfriend was ready to sacrifice him. That was in that article too. I'm just like prying this shit out of my memory. He was saying that that in the article he was saying that when Rudolph was uh, was being like you know attacked by the giant, the, the the whatever he was, the the bad guy, right? Who turned out to be a good guy later. Um, when he was being attacked, she's like, why doesn't he just finish him off? <laughs> that was Put terrible. Him out of his misery. Yeah, exactly. Just euthanize him. Just kill him already. You know, you stop beating him up. Anyway, so yeah, the whole thing, I mean, it was just dark. It was like, but again, I I watched it year after year after year and never really, I don't know. I mean, I used to think it was kind of a sad story, but I... Never really looked at it that way. Like, why would you write a fairy tale about Santa Claus and, you know, his wonderful reindeer and make it so just like life is hard, right? Because they knew we'd have a podcast for it. Maybe. Eventually. (laughs) Never know. Uh, Oh, so we have... Rudolph, to bring some context here, first appeared at a 1939 booklet written by Robert L. May. So I don't know if he's the guy that you're talking about. Um, And then it became, it was a song after that. Um, And the movie that you're talking about is from 1964. That sounds about right. Um, I suspect the guy just wrote the movie. I, I don't know. I don't know what the was in the original booklet, but I think this guy's the guy who wrote the the movie. In any case, because because it's relatively recent, as far as I know. I mean, when I say relatively recent, I mean the last hundred years. Um, 
who knows? But there's some more stuff we have to talk about, so let's not get too bogged down with that. Uh, I just kind of okay. want to point that out for anybody who's about to make their children watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in the next few days. Um, jingle course, bell, jingle bell, <clears throat> jingle bell rock. We'll have to make sure this podcast gets out there soon enough to rescue some children. Jingle bell. Oh, in the spirit of Christmas, we should also talk about the mega churches that were taking funds from the PPP program. Ooh, I love the PPP program. Did you know that it's actually, well, I think anybody knows this. The Constitution forbids the government funding of religion. That's the, what, the First Amendment? Okay. Isn't that the First Amendment? Government won't establish any religion? Well, freedom of religion, right? Yeah, it. it uh, well, it says the government won't establish a religion, which, yeah, which would mean you can't fund, de- you right, can't pay for a religion, you can't from the government pay for a religion. Well, that's what we were doing, and actually, the um, the people that were administering the CARES Act, as in Trump's people, uh, put out actual guidance that said this can be used for uh, paycheck protection for salaries of ministers and other staff engaged in the religious mission of institutions. So they actually said, you can do that. It's okay. Go ahead and pay your, you know, your proselytizers, which technically would absolutely be anti-constitution. Anyway, so Paula White's church got somewhere between $150,000, dollars Jefferson's church got 2 to $5 million. Austin's mega church got $4.4 million, and a televangelist that bought a or they got $4 million in PPP funds, bought a private jet two weeks afterward. So nice. um, we're talking big bucks here. We're talking multi-millions of dollars that went to churches who don't pay taxes, by the way. And this was tax money that went to them. Yeah, this was federal public money that went to institutions that do not pay taxes. I think that is absolute bullshit, but... But Merry Christmas, right? You know, <laughs> this is after all the Christmas episodes. So. Merry flipping Christmas. I need to write that song as a Christmas song. Really? Merry fucking Christmas. Don't don't forget Something to throw like in a long nap. Yes. Uh, I've got a song for napping. I know, already. but somewhere in the Christmas song, we need to be able to take a long nap. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay. All right. It, I mean, it doesn't have to be a month. It can just be a couple weeks. That'd be fine. Yeah, um, I'm good. So I got one last item on my agenda here for tonight, and this is probably going to take us to the end. But And now, the final story. This is not very Christmas-like. With Doug. There's been a recent shake-up on Pornhub. Oh, for those that who is don't, maybe those, Christmas-like. Let's yeah, find I, out more. <laughs> actually, I think it was the parent company that got into trouble. But Pornhub, I believe, is the one that's made the major changes. They they actually ended up deleting all of their user uploaded content that was uploaded by any non verified user. So in other words, all really, of, yeah, yep, they deleted it all. They started. Wow, they well, start, how did that happen? Well, uh, Visa and Mastercard, and this is this is actually where I want to go because it's not about Pornhub, but Visa and Mastercard decided that Pornhub was hosting too much. Um, I don't know, child pornography, revenge porn, copyright violations, whatever, just tons of stuff that was illicit, and Pornhub wasn't doing anything about it. So Visa and MasterCard said, you can't use our payment processing stuff, whatever you want to call it. They're, you can't go through us for payment processing, right. um, <clears throat> unless you clean up your act. 
So MindGeek is the parent company, and, and I think they're the ones that got in trouble. But anyway, they went through, and they just deleted pretty much everything. There's like two-thirds or three-quarters of their content. They Wow. Just, yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. I'm I'm kind of for this because Pornhub has been flouting the rules for a long time and making a ton of money on on people uploading things that were just, you know, like revenge porn, right? I mean, that should never have been allowed. There should have been, you know, but, but they turn a blind eye because if something draws an audience, they're making money off of it, right? Because they right. make their money but was off it the content that Visa and MasterCard objected to or like the infringement end of it? Because like I'm wondering what this would mean for, say, YouTube creators or... It was the content. At least that's oh, what they so claimed. Was, okay, so it's just strictly the fact it was porn. Yeah, that was the, that's the claim anyway. That's what they said it was because there's they Pornhub removed all kinds of inc- they removed also stuff from verified people that had anything to do with like damsels in distress or anything that seemed to be um, non consensual. Just all kinds of stuff. They just, I mean, I've heard people on on Twitter complaining that they had content removed that used to be totally okay. So, so they're really going overboard with with this. But the banks basically just shut them down. And and here's the thing, though. So is, so Pornhub is basically stripped down to nothing. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Thank you. So, Thank you. but but I want to get to the point because that be porn, Pornhub week. is not the point here. Pornhub <laughs> is a symptom. Or, or a, an example of the banks being able to control. Wh- they're not the ones who are supposed to be making these decisions. Now, in this case, the government, the regulators, and, and it should be mentioned that MindGeek is actually like based in Switzerland, and they have offices all over the place. You know, like in Canada and other countries, they're they're pretty hard for one country to nail down, right? So, so I will say that regulating them is a little tricky. It would almost have to be a kind of a UN effort. However, that's not the point. The point is the banks should not have the power to decide what you and I can and can't see or can and can't do or can and can't buy. I mean, you think about not. you think about the kind of power that Visa and MasterCard have because they are pretty much monopolies in the payment processing world. And they can pretty much just say we're not going to take payments for electric bicycles, right? If you sell electric bicycles, we're shutting you down. I'm just using right. that as an example. But, right. you know, there's nothing, there is no law that says Visa or MasterCard have to accept payments from anybody. There's nobody telling them, you know, you've got to have an egalitarian approach or you've got to have a, you know, you can't discriminate. I mean, I'm... I'm sure if they discriminated against a business for being black owned or something that they would probably get into trouble for that. Probably, not necessarily. I don't even know if that's uh, something that would – because these are powerful banks. I mean these are just in, incredibly powerful institutions that the government itself probably uh, owes a lot to, you know, like, right. like Pat Toomey, you know. So – I don't know if we could say anything to them. Like they could just say, "No, we're not, you know, we're not letting you charge things for this." So that's my point. Uh, really, what I mean, Pornhub's interesting. It's an interesting case study, right? It's like, "Whoa." But I mean, they were probably making a lot of money off of Pornhub too. 
Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, because they're getting a cut of all that, right? If somebody. But the thing is with the bank is, is if people stop buying it from Pornhub and they buy it somewhere else, the bank always gets a cut. Like that money goes somewhere else. The bank always well, gets a cut. Well, I meant Visa or MasterCard or whatever. Well, yeah, Visa or MasterCard. They get a cut of everything. They get a cut of everything we touch. Unless you don't use credit cards. I'm saying if they kept doing that over and over and over, like to different sectors of the economy or to specific things, they would actually be cutting off their own money supply. And I'm saying that if people don't spend money on X, they'll spend it on Y. That's all I'm saying. Because you can't avoid the banks, right? If you don't buy an electric bicycle, then you'll buy a different kind of bicycle. And the bank still gets the money. Well, they're just they're just pointing you in a different direction. They're just saying, oh, right. we don't want you to I get this. You. Yeah. Your premise is the money's going to flow through them no matter where it flows. And it's not going to stop flowing just because yeah. product X is unavailable. They'll just spend it on product Y instead. Yeah. Most businesses, if a certain you know industry gets injured, they they're impacted. But the banks pretty much fuck you that, you know, if, if you don't buy this, hey, you'll spend the nice money. tie in there. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, really. I mean, so you don't so you don't go to a grocery store and buy this. Instead, you go to a restaurant and spend it. But you're always going to flip out your MasterCard, and they always get a cut. That's all I'm saying. Because I, right. I used to think that way, too. I used to think, why would the bank want to lose money? Why would they want to restrict anything? I mean, they don't have a moral axe to grind. Who cares, right? Why do they care about child exploitation? And I still ask that question. I don't know why. Why I, I think what it is is the banks are afraid of the government actually coming down on them because there are anti-pornography laws still on the books in this country. We A lot of what we do is technically illegal. Like when you look at the porn that's online, it's it's not legal. You We have laws about stuff like that. We have all kinds of, you know, Christian based morality laws about, you know, you can't, you can't sell this. Right. You can't do this. So Visa and MasterCard are afraid that they're going to get yeah. wrapped up in the, in the penalties for simply being the payment processor for stuff that's not well, legal. Well, who do you go after? If you've got a million small producers that don't have any money and you're going to file a federal lawsuit, who are you going to go after? You're not going to go after these small producers and you can't go after Pornhub because they're not based in the United States. Right. So so you go for the bank. And I think that's probably what they're concerned about, especially given the the increasing power of the Republicans and the religious right, um, the political power that may change in the near future. They may relax a little bit. But I given the way things have been lately, I can see where they would be a little concerned. But. Well, I know. Life is hard. If the sun ever rises again, it could be worse. Life is hard. (laughs) But it could be worse. Life is hard. (sighs) But it could be worse.